0: Hi, I'm John Stevens. This is Matt Russell, and this is Pod Have Mercy.
1: This, this is Pod Have Mercy.
0: Yeah. So, are we starting? We're rolling. We are. We are. Yeah. So, um, Matt, how are you doing?
1: You know, John.
0: Just because I mean, I I really (laughs) do want to know.
1: You know, I'm 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 okay. I'm okay.
0: Because today (laughs) we don't have a guest, so it's just gonna be me and you. Wow. There's some things we need to talk about.
1: (laughs) This is kind of, we're going old school, aren't we? Yeah, like back to the beginning. We went for a while without a guest, and then then COVID came, and we thought, wow, we should probably talk to experts about some things. (laughs) Because we don't know what we're we're talking about. So Jeff
0: sent us some questions, didn't you, Jeff? I did Didn't you Jeff? I surely did <laughs> So these are like What are these questions called? You made these up Or is this like some It's a
1: game called We're Not Really Strangers
0: Oh, We're Not Really Strangers We started playing this Back when the podcast Was going to be this Cute little This little cute little pithy yeah, thing that, innocuous yeah. conversation every week <laughs> Innocuous little, conversation
1: yeah. <laughs> Those were the days were Or the days. weeks actually <laughs> Three of them <laughs> So what, You have two questions? Uh, I just have one Oh, wow. I gave you two.
0: You, can you know why one. he gave me two. Because <laughs> he used yeah. to give me the question. like, why do I get the hard <laughs> question? he <laughs> always give me the hard <laughs> question. I to give you some options.
1: All right. So what's your question? I'll, I'll, okay. No, you, you. If you'll answer this. Well, Well, it's not even. Okay. If you were to buy me a present hmm. knowing nothing about me other than what I look like, what would it be?
0: If I were to buy Matt Russell a <laughs> present, knowing nothing about you, other than what you uh, look like, it would probably be like a man groomer, <laughs> like one of these man grooming kits. It would be like it'd have the little nose hair trimmer and the, I need hair it. and the little yeah. It, it'd be the it'd be the man grooming kit. I it'd be like need a, it. Ooh,
1: okay, thank prob- you. It would
0: probably have some really cool smelling like. Yeah, Balm and aftershave and that. Don't you think? Absolutely. Yeah, man. Grooming. So you're
1: saying I need some manscaping? Man, <laughs> man sculpting.
0: No, I'm not saying you need any any manscaping. I'm just saying, it looks like you manage that pretty well I've on a regular basis. I've you don't that need manscaping. Well. Man grooming you're is well that what? You are. You're just such a good-looking guy. So yeah. GQish and yeah, wow. just you know. Just put together.
1: Okay, next question.
0: <laughs> really is. It's just awesome. All right, do you want the serious question or the fun question?
1: I, you know, I don't care. Do I? I no, you know. get to pick.
0: I got, I got two, so I, you get to pick. Let's do fun. Fun. All right, so do you think plants would thrive or die in my care? And please explain.
1: <laughs> thrive or die. I th- I think well they die. It would add, and, it, and it's explain it's going to be it's going to be the Auschwitz of plants and care, I think. And <laughs> I think this is where plants go to die. Cuz you know why? Cuz I think you've got other things to worry about, John, besides plants. And I think that you probably water enough people and places and things in your life. See, he's to not give. he's pulling himself out of that, this. Th- that's a no no no. That leads into the next but that's a true... Oh,
0: my other question? I'm not saying
1: because you don't care about plants. I'm thinking, you know, you care about a lot of other things. So the
0: different. other question that I had that was a serious one okay. he gave me, it says, what do you think the hardest part of what I do for a living? Oh. What do you think the hardest part of what I do for a living? doesn't mm-hmm. really make sense as a question, but I think you get the
1: gist of it. I, I understand that, yeah. Well, you and I talked about this, I think, last week, where I was deeply grateful the more I get to know you, I see that you are uniquely gifted to be not just a senior pastor but the senior pastor of this church in this time. and 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 you your gifts that you have, um, the way that you hold things, the way that you're still growing, I just think and so I think that um, the hardest thing f- that I look at from from my vantage point would be the amount of things that you have to, um, hold and continue to move forward in, in a paced way while always being able to pivot. <laughs>
0: this is why I'm struggling with apathy. <laughs> the answer to that
1: question. Did, did it, right. I mean, so I, yeah. I think that you, you're holding a thousand things and a thousand projects that none of them you may be able to be uh, see to fruition because you're handing them to other people and trusting other people with them. But then when, when the stuff hits a fan, you have to be able to pivot and do that with kind of like an emotional awareness and spiritual depth and you know what I mean? And so I think that if I were you, I would be shouting into my pillow a lot and uh, possibly- This makes um, me sound like better than I really am. But what makes you think I don't shout in my pillow? You might. Because I know I still do, but, you know.
0: One of the things I thought would be, I don't know, helpful or good. It seems like there's a lot of, I I don't know, I feel, um, it feels weighty. Like there's just a fog in life. Yeah. Maybe other people don't feel it. It's just, whatever you normally deal with, it's like now, it's everything is turned up. The squelch knob, you know, is turned up more. Yeah. And I'm thinking about all the things that we've lost. I think I sent you an article earlier. It's like, so... The things that we, we don't have access to anymore. And one is buffets.
1: Yeah, uh, this is like things that are going away and may not come back kind of yeah. thing,
0: right? Uh, well, maybe they don't need to come back. How are you in buffets?
1: As long as I'm in front of a good one, I'm pretty good. <laughs> I mean, I'm mean, i not a big buffet, though, dude, you know, because that's just... because you eat quinoa. It, 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 there's not a lot of variation of quinoa at a buffet. <laughs> <laughs> but I remember being a kid going to Luby's after church, and being in that big old long line. And I think I think the average age of a buffet participant is either about 150, <laughs> is it, at least that's what I felt like as a kid, right. or or you've got to be in West Texas in front of uh, a steak and bacon buffet. That's right. And then it's just a it's just a lot of different body types there. Turf and turf. Yeah, surf and turf. More more turf, turf than and surf. Turf. turf and turf. <laughs> so are all
0: all buffets basically closed. There's no buffets, like that you where you can serve
1: yourself. That's, yeah, I don't yeah. know. So. so
0: like salad bars, sweet tomatoes. That's
1: one of my go-to. It's gone. Gone.
0: Like the Rapture. It's it was yanked. That was my favorite part of the Golden Corral experience. I haven't been to Golden Corral in a while, but the, the 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 salad bar. Oh, salad bars. Are- yeah, And have you been to a Fogo de Chow?
1: Um, not in a while,
0: yeah. but yes. The, the salad bars, but I don't think you can do salad bars anymore. No. Continental breakfasts when you stay at a hotel.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Gone. That's probably not a bad thing. <laughs> and now, don't you remember when you used to go to like a Fuddruckers or... Yes. You had like the condiment station. Gone. That's gone too, right? Taking everything that means anything. So, so I'm thinking the buffet is going to be the only buffets that I've seen. This is problematic in the sense that, um, you know, my daughter's getting married in April. So, I'm hopeful that by buffets April buffets will come back. It's be because you it is a lower cost 15 option
1: bucks a plate.
0: than a seated dinner. So, it's going to be.
1: Oh, there's going to be a buffet at that wedding. Yeah, it's, it's going to be, there, there
0: will be a buffet. Um, I. I'll put the food out myself, (laughs) and uh, you you can help yourself. But I know the the places where I have been to a buffet. The their people serve your food for you. We used to have in Georgia. It was called a Morrison's cafeteria. Do you know what a Morrison's? No idea. uh, Piccadilly. Piccadilly. I've heard of Piccadilly. All right, and that's the place. Grocery store though, right? It's it's sort of half buffet but you don't get to touch and serve the food you just point to what you want there's a plexiglass or a glass wall and there's people that serve you that's like, like lubies is that lubies yeah
1: right Luby's unfortunately
0: i was not able to experience lubies before it went away I'm very upset about that is it gone gone uh lubies is gone gone wow yes never to return that's crazy there's so much to grieve <laughs> <laughs> the other thing the other thing that is is gone or or at least so karaoke right. are you a big karaoke guy
1: not since I quit drinking <laughs> dancing dancing with the, what was it that it was with dancing
0: a, with other people
1: with a, with a, with a someone you don't with know with a stranger or yeah.
0: someone you know you get out on the dance floor and you say hey just you wanna with dance people Yeah. Blowing out birthday Birthday candles. candles. Like having birthday party at all. Have you done a birthday party on Zoom? It's absolutely miserable. Oh,
1: it's, it's like, it's almost like depressing, depressing and depression inducing. It's like, how do you leave a party thinking, wow, that was even worse than when I went in. But I will tell you something.
0: (laughs) I will tell you something. Uh, and I'm not going to say who it was and I'm not going to say when it was because I don't (laughs) want it traced back to this particular person, but I was playing golf. A member of the church, who while he was playing golf, was on the Zoom birthday call for his grandson. <laughs> yeah, and <laughs> so I'm thinking.
1: Well, eh, uh, I, I mean, know. but as a grandfather, you would think, "Wow, wow, I could I can multitask this if I can play golf and sing happy birthday." Because,
0: well, on the good side, as I'm as I'm riding the golf cart, on the good side. You know, he can just put his picture or some logo yeah. or whatever up because he's not... Because, you know, honestly, it's to the kids, all the kids' friends Or yeah. what they really want to see, who they're right. talking to. But then his daughter, the mother of the son having the birthday party, you know, says, hey, let's all go around and say what we love or what we really like about so-and-so, uh, names withheld for, you know, their <laughs> own protection. And so... In the middle of you know this particular hole, he's like, "Oh, yeah, I gotta. Ooh,
1: ooh. I'm gonna have to sit this hole out because I
0: have to." And you can hear him over by the tree as I'm lining up a putt. He goes, "You know what I really love about little Johnny? He's just always the sweetest, and I'm just so proud of you, son. And you, and Pappy's here for you. I love you. This has been the best party ever." And then he puts it back on mute, and
1: he goes, "What did I miss? I would have wanted to kind of maybe put chips and balls over his area." Yeah, <laughs> That's funny.
0: The other thing we're going to miss that we don't have any more free samples,
1: right? In I, the mall.
0: Yeah. yeah don't you remember, like at the food court, the best was always either the Chick Fil A chicken nuggets on yes. a toothpick, yeah, or the Chinese. I was going to say that Asian
1: place, the, that the
0: I, Hunan, yeah, whatever, or was. whatever, and the sweet and sour chicken. There was always like some kind of dish
1: Happened and in the you, froyo. You will throw your thing. You'd go by those sometimes. No, you'd have to ask for that where I'm from.
0: Huh. But I will just tell you when you're hungry Georgia. and you're walking in a mall, he, like I wouldn't pick Chinese in a mall kiosk like ever. Yeah. Like I'd have to be really bad shape. But man, when you taste that, you're like, you know, I'll I'll consider this. <laughs> I, you know? I think I'm okay. I think I'll consider this.
1: Yeah. I remember being in, it must've been junior high Going to the mall when they had those things, and I would just make, I would lap that place a number of times. Oh, yeah. Be walking around with your friends, you yeah, get a little yeah. hungry. I wouldn't even change my shirt. <laughs> I just got you. I just go in the reverse order. <laughs> <laughs> and most of those folks that are handing those things out, at least my experience when I was a kid was like they were they were a couple of years older than I was, you know. And it wasn't like they were corporate protectors. <laughs> right, right. <laughs> they were just ready to go load back now, up. This
0: is not something that we is his guys had an experience but i remember as a kid there used to be like the makeup counter and you could go and you could try the lipstick or the the makeup do they do that? they don't do that anymore i would assume
1: i, w- I would assume not
0: i would think they that. might not have done that for a long time. i don't know john <laughs> the other thing you don't see a lot of used anymore is cash right it's everything is like cashless right or encouraged to be cashless so we ordered pizza yeah and you you know they you le- they leave it on your front door they won't take your money they won't touch you they won't be within six feet of you
1: can you leave them a tip
0: you can on the card you oh, set it up on yeah. the, online when you do it yeah and then the the last thing well the, there's one is like do you remember when you used to take your kid to the little like the pizza joint or whatever and they would get in the ball pits Remember the ball pit?
1: Those things should have never existed in the well, first yeah. place,
0: bro. I I never liked those.
1: I mean, that's where mumps started. The black plague came out of one of those pits. Did they really? Like yeah, the and the ages. AIDS virus. All started at a ball pit.
0: Did you ever have you ever been to a Chuck E. Cheese?
1: <laughs> yes, I have. Yeah. I spent. Half- I didn't
0: know if they had them in
1: Texas. Oh my
0: goodness! They had Chuck E. Yeah. Cheese everywhere. Oh, so Chuck E. Cheese, you go. Of course, you are sitting in there. Pizza's horrible. Oh, horrible. and they have these little whack-a-mole games, and they always have the ball pits for the kids. Mm-hmm. And I remember, I can't remember who it was. One of them was having a birthday. My mother is like the most purell. Like even before COVID, yeah. everything it's like purell everything, right? And all I'm thinking of is watching my. My daughter get in Purell before you get in the ball pit. Come out and Purell. Go in and Purell. Go in my my mother's like head was going to explode <laughs> because of the ball pit. spray it off. And I'm thinking, yeah, you're this is funny. This is vicious loop that that yeah. sort of kicked in with the ball pit was pretty uh pretty entertaining on my behalf. <laughs> Cuz there's no way you can sanitize your life enough. No. And then no. do you ever ask a stranger to take a picture of you while you're out?
1: It's happened. Yeah.
0: May, would may, you do it now? Yeah, you would.
1: Yeah, I, I think so. So you'd hand
0: your phone to someone that you don't know, who will now touch your phone
1: to take I a know, picture. Why would you say it like that? You are making me feel bad. No, I would not do it, John. Sorry, <laughs> <laughs> I've come correct. You know, what, we, we were out the other the other day, and somebody asked Michelle to take a picture, and she took the picture and then texted it to the person. Hmm. Okay, that's safe. But then we, I was like, now you've got this random person's yeah. number, so we can, anyway.
0: We were on the top of the, uh, one of those mountains in Colorado, and there were other people around. He'd taken the, the little, I don't know what you call that, the bucket, the sky lift. Okay, <laughs> the, the, the bucket. The gondola. Yeah, thank you for the Italian <laughs> lesson. So taking the gondola up to the top of the mountain. And, of course, there's people looking around. The view's great. And I'm doing a, uh, taking a selfie, and this guy walks up. He goes, you well, like me to take a picture of you. <laughs> And I'm like, no, I wouldn't. I mean, I felt hor- at first I was like, well, that makes perfect sense. He he's yeah. like, yeah, okay, fine. And I was like, I was just, I think rude to this guy.
1: You're like, hey pal, those but days I was, are I over. I didn't
0: mean to be. Yeah, I was just those like, days are over. Back it up. I said first, <laughs> back up six feet, and second, <laughs> where's your mask? Uh, third, no, I'm not letting you touch my phone that I put up to my face. That made perfect sense to me. Yeah, that did not seem like insulting at all. But apparently it is. It's gone. Those are the things that we have no more. Um, so there's, you know, I, I thought one of the things, we talk about some of that, some current events that are going on. We have some questions uh, for each other, kind of like when we, remember back when we started this podcast? 16 years ago. <laughs> do little things like this that were enjoyable for us and probably for no one else. But I also thought we'd talk a little bit about boredom and loneliness, which are things that. Um, you know, been preaching on, we've been talking mm-hmm. about. And I think the, the thing that stands out to me in, is really on the one on boredom, Jeff. The, the thing that stood out to me is, you know, there have been a lot of sociologists and psychologists that uh, have said that, you know, boredom that, that we deal with, when I say boredom, I don't just mean I have nothing to do. I mean almost this like the Desert Fathers called it ascidia which was this listlessness. It's like you have no passion, no energy, you have growing apathy because there's just this routine, this monotony about life and existence, right? So that's what I mean uh, by boredom. Boredom is that when you disengage from life, you despise the humdrum daily routine, you become more and more disinterested in things, less and less engaged in things. And that dissatisfaction leads you to have a loss of concern for the things that are going on in life, for other people, for yourself. And you become very quickly someone who's apathetic. Mm-hmm. I have experienced this.
1: Yes. Apathy.
0: How, how so? Um, it's not. I mean, we're really busy. Yeah. We're doing all sorts of things. <laughs> yes. I mean, Every day, it's yeah. like just the waterfall <clears throat> of things to be done and activities. It's not like we're just sitting around doing nothing. It's not that. It's like you have all your normal things in your life, stressors, that now all the other people in your life are dealing with the same ramped up, escalated anxiety, mm-hmm. right? But yet you don't have your same resources in place. You don't have the same distractions. You don't have the same ability to go out to the movie theater or to go out to the restaurants or to go out and hang out with friends. All those things are not there. And so what sociologists and psychologists have been saying that this boredom or this listlessness that we have in our lives, this is not just because of the pandemic. This was something that we had at work in our culture. We were bored as a culture before this, but what happened was we found a lot of stimulants or distractions to mask the boredom boredom. in our lives Mm -hmm. or the listlessness in our lives and so we were addicted to entertainment we were addicted to drugs or alcohol or work or shopping or overeating to try to take our minds off of that lack of energy or passion Mm -hmm. about life and i just think that's really interesting um so well, what they say is the main problem during the pandemic was not the sudden onset of boredom, but that so many of the distractions that we normally had Interesting. to appease our boredom are now suddenly removed from us. Yeah. You can no longer go to a movie. You can't go to an Astros game. You can't go watch the Rockets play the Lakers in the playoffs. You can't right. uh, go to a concert when you need a jolt of entertainment. You can't go to that restaurant that you used to go and sit at the bar at the table, and you'd run into people that you see. Now we're just stuck with our rice and our beans and our cans of tuna <laughs> from the pan- pantry. Um, and you know, binge watching some show on Netflix that I've already seen, that I saw last year or the year before, and now I'm like, I got nothing.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I see that with my kids too, and also, just that there's so much digital content that becomes this onslaught of 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 a way of anesthetizing ourselves. And so the, the, the goal is to be entertained, you know? And I think that's, there's something about boredom that, um, echoes this rumbling of a, of a hungry soul and we don't know what to do with that hungry soul. And so there is this onslaught of ways of being entertained from candy crush onto whatever, you know, to Netflix. And, um, I've, I've, I found myself even um, wanting to read more, but having the capacity to do it less in the last couple of months mm-hmm. for some reason, knowing that the antidote for me many times of my boredom is to go out and take a walk, to get active and busy, and then for my mind to read something. And I've got a list of books on the side where I keep, when I read, and I'm just, I look at them and I just can't, I can't muster it. Do you think that's apathy or? Oh, that's a good question.
0: I don't know. I mean, I I do think there is a sense of apathy at work in my life about some things. The ability to empathize and to Mm -hmm. care like you normally would. The capacity doesn't seem to be as much as before. Um, And I'm sure that's not true for everybody. But I find it's like, okay, I'm just, I want to be done with this situation. Mm. Mm. And I think the human empathy is one of the big issues you see with, especially Christians in this world of deeply divided politics and racial divisions and, you know, all of these things that are going on, fighting over masking and COVID. If you think about Mm. it, what we're missing is empathy for each other. Yeah. Because you can disagree. You can say, I don't agree with you on this. That's right. But there's no empathy for the other side.
1: Another space to kind of feel with the other. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And and is... Has been noted, there is this kind of deep sense of indifference that comes up, and I wonder if that's a protection, if apathy is, like, what is apathy protecting? Hmm. What, what is it protecting inside of us, or what is it pointing to that, that is, um, is, is needing more attention for, for us? What's the answer? <laughs> that was my question to you, John. No. Uh, <laughs> well,
0: I think it is... Um, <clears throat> I love that, uh, I know J- we talk with Jerry Weber a lot and work with him on a weekly basis, help him think through some things, and, mm. you know, he says here on, uh, the, I, my wife asked me last week, she goes, what are y'all looking at? Because she watches the podcast on YouTube, she's like, what are y'all looking at? And I was like, well, there's a big TV over there, <laughs> and it has, like, stuff on it that we look at, so she's, she feels left out because she doesn't get to see the TV, I said, well, just listen to it on the podcast and don't watch the YouTube channel and you won't know. (laughs) So persons often respond to boredom, or I would say the acedia, the listlessness, this this, uh, place that we find ourselves of just, gosh, distraction, but unsettledness by withdrawing into a state of empathy. And when someone perceives that life has deflated into daily tedium, into deadening monotony, that person often grows increasingly disinterested, enthusiasm and excitement wane, and the person feels disconnected. I can't tell you how many people that I have talked to that, that are young with families who tell me they how disconnected they feel. Mm-hmm. And so we're starting worship services back on September the 20th. Right. And I don't think that's going to be the only thing that reconnects people, but I know a lot of people are excited about at least that happening where they feel like they can just be in another room with someone that they used to be in the room with to look across the room with a mask on, you know, it gives them some sense of connectedness. Right,
1: right. Absolutely. And, and I, I think also one of the things that, um, is that, is, if is that if I'm being entertained and my desire is to be entertained, there's a sense in which my, um, what kind of jerry kind of makes that connection between that and interest how do i kind of develop interest what are the interests that i have right and and there's more time that we have on our hands one of the things that michelle and i started doing is we signed up for a guitar um a guitar lessons online you know lots really? some guitar and so we're learning how to play the and i played guitar for uh, you know forever but i never really learned formally and so we thought what if we were to do this for the next couple of weeks together and just see where it goes. And that's really helped my brain to learn something new, to have something, you know, um, and trying to get even my boys to to engage outside of their own devices, outside of their own school. At this time has been really hard. Mm-hmm. You know, to let's go learn something, let's go do something, you know, and that's there's a there is almost a listlessness that's like a weight that um, that holds um, that holds us back uh, in this time. And I wonder if it's connected to grief at all or what part of that's connected to grief. I think it's all connected.
0: But you're my yeah. hero. You're taking guitar lessons with your
1: wife. I mean, we signed up for them and we're doing it. But, I mean, that's why don't okay. you all come over and we'll play guitar together, John? I'm just, <laughs> that's so good. I mean, that's it's really not, good. It's not I mean, <laughs> <laughs>
0: The other thing, um, you know, a boredom or a which is the ancient word for this listlessness, comes from exhaustion uh, around this chronic tiredness. And I think that can be physical for a, in a lot of situations. Yeah. But t- typically, when I would teach about this particular uh, thing, it would be in the midst of people who can overwork themselves or workaholics mm-hmm. can deal with the sedia or boredom yes. or listlessness yes. and that's the, um, the outlet is oh. the workaholism it's covering and masking a real sense of, of boredom and chronic tiredness in their lives mm. and so you know Vagrius who's one of the guys that writes about it says a mother and a father of a toddler may not be able to leave town until the baby is older they have to tough it out on the other hand they may not have taken their need for breaks from the baby seriously enough to do something about it and if the need for leisure is the source of the problem many people aggravate their listlessness by filling their spare time with more and more activities that did not give rest i found that you know even though i might have more time say to do things that i haven't done before it's not really helping me deal with the underlying issue because it's escape mechanism yes. yeah so yeah. if I play golf now twice a week instead of once a week or even some weeks three, you know. Yeah. You know, somebody told me it's like, "I know why you don't want church to start back cuz you just want to play golf on Sunday." So I've learned a long time ago that preachers don't do well playing golf on Sunday I never play well on Sunday. There's just a divine <laughs> retribution thing involved. So,
1: I also <laughs> wonder if if part of the part of the invitation uh, is um because because um, how do you pronounce that word adia? Acedia. Um, um, it sounds like that what Jerry's saying is that there is a real desire to either fantasize into the future of what the future could be or to ruminate on the past about how good it was. And I'm finding that like mindfulness meditation, um, the practice that I've been trying to do for the last five or six years, has been really helpful to me to be in the present moment. To, to identify what's going on in the present moment, to understand divine presence, the divine presence of God in this moment, and allows me then to identify, recognize, and allow those feelings, identify them, and then to begin to spiritually hold them in a in a place where the Spirit can begin to work on them. Because if I don't do that, I end up shoving those things down and they, 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 they live in the basement of my life and they come out sideways in weird ways. Or I do it, I I get busy, you know, Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I think it was, I've I've said this before, but the human beings are the only mammals or animals that when they're lost increase their speed. Yeah. And so there's a sense that when, when I feel lost and I don't know what to do, I do more to cover up that sense of what do I do? Right. And so I think the
0: this is why when you find yourself in this place where we all do the global pandemic, look at how leaders lead through it look at how we deal with it we want to go back either the way things were yeah. or we want to be on the other side of this yes we don't know how to do the in between yeah we don't know how to live in the wilderness very well no we're not well neither did yeah. the hebrews so i mean i'm not going to grade <laughs> us too hard uh, it took them 40 years it's not going to take I us I want to go glamping
1: years. in the wilderness
0: <laughs> but i mean this is the time when i think Christians, and we've talked about this a lot. Like, Let's get away from the partisan politics. Let's get away from these issues. There are real issues there are real things going on. Why are we becoming more angry at, towards each other? Why are we becoming yeah. more enraged? Why are we becoming yeah. more dissatisfied? Why are we becoming uh, those things? We should, th- this is the wilderness. This is where we rely on the manna and the quail that God provide, this is the time the Christian should flourish. We know how to do this, but we don't because I think we've been way more influenced by cultural forces yes. as Americans. And don't get me wrong. I'll, I'm proud to be an American, right? Um, and, I'm, I, and I love my country, mm-hmm. but the culture that we live in, this culture of wish fulfillment, immediate granting of everything that we want, of my opinion, you know, is is Right. Uh, We're not a compliant culture. You know, one of the things you look at other cultures around the world, like in Europe or in Asia, the culture is more compliant. And so when they say wear a mask, everybody wears a mask. When they say stay distance, everybody stays distance. When they say there's, whereas we, you know, Americans, we got to say, don't you tell me what I got to wear a mask, where I got to do, you know? And you see, you see people on these videos who are like fighting people in grocery stores yeah. because they ask them to put a mask on. Yeah. Throwing things, enraged.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: That's just, it, it, it amazes me. And I think that's where we need to do the work in this wilderness period we find ourselves, to deal with it. It's hard to deal with your stuff. Absolutely, it is hard to deal with your stuff.
1: And there comes a point where... Um, I can project it all outward until that doesn't work. And I have to look at, you know, I have to get in front of the mirror and say, oh, you know, like Isaiah, I am a man of unclean lips. You know, mm-hmm. this is my issue. This is my problem. What do I do? And begin to take responsibility for that. And I, I, th- I think you're right, John. I think the church right now <laughs> has a chance in the coming months, particularly in the coming years, to regain a deep sense of prophetic um, uh, attunement with what the culture needs, mm-hmm. right. Uh, to say we can live differently. There's a different imagination by which we can treat each other. Um, we can be a place where we're calling people into the passage of grief and boredom and loneliness or whatever depression into that life that, um, that God calls us to, but we have to go through that. Yeah. We can't bypass that. The yeah. only way around it is through it you know yeah and and you and you don't get to pick the
0: pace no that's the hard yeah. part about living in the wilderness <laughs> is right. and why an entire generation of hebrews had to pass yeah because yeah god knew you know uh, you're not going to get this it's going to take a new mindset a new way of being mm. and it's the same for us we're not going to have a whole generation removed but that that may be to our detriment Yes. Uh, but I do think that our children who are watching and coming through this will be very different than we will be, mm. or we, we are, as we go through this. Yeah. And I, I remember last week we were talking about, uh, not here, but in, in the sermon that I preached, is that you know, a couple of things that we can do to deal with the loneliness and the boredom and the frustration and this just general sense of unease in our lives is, you know, first, change the way you see the situation. Work to see things with new eyes work to see things through God's eyes. And when I think about that story of of Elijah running away from Ahab and Jezebel in First Kings 19, and he's all out there by himself, and he's having the pity party, and he's feeling bad. And the angel of the Lord comes to him twice. God speaks to him. God directs him to a special place where then God comes and visits with him. All this happens in the desert, in the place with no resource, right? But all, although uh, it's not something that you and I would typically see, there's proof God will speak to us. God will provide resource, yes. but we got to be able to see it. And if we're so consumed with all these other things that enrage us, we're not going to be able mm-hmm. to see the ways that God is at work in our hearts and in our lives. That's
1: right. I, w- I was thinking about loneliness um, as you and I were kind of preparing at least to, to- talk about this a a bit and uh, the former um, surgeon general um, talked about this a few years ago when he suggested that loneliness had become an epidemic in our country Hmm. and that he began on this kind of listening tour of America in fact he wrote a book on it called Together I think but um uh, but he began to, to to realize that folks that were dealing with drug addiction or diabetes and all these kind of things as he was listening to people also were dealing with this profound sense of loneliness that was accompanied by shame. Like, I shouldn't feel lonely, right? I, I should be better than this. And I talked to my um, my spiritual director about this a few times. Um, a month ago or a month or so ago. And, and she said something really interesting to me that there's a, there's a spiritual um, journey through loneliness that she says it starts in loneliness and then it moves to aloneness. Uh, but that is also to break us into oneness, that that's the we have to go through that. That once we feel like oh I feel lonely, there's something wrong. I got to push it away. That it really is an invitation into recognizing that um, our heart's desire belongs in in, in God, mm-hmm. and that that if we try to get out of it through whatever means of trying to get out of it, that there's a spiritual invitation to that to move into a place that we. We uh, we move to where we're we're one with God. We're one with um, the Spirit, um, and I I find that to be interesting because I I don't know I don't know about you, but once I feel super lonely, I just like I'm like get me out of here. You know what do I got to do to 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 not feel this way? A distraction, yeah. And I'm back into distraction. Well, you
0: know, it. solitude is is an ancient spiritual Christian That's right. tradition. That's right. But solitude, learning to be uh-huh. Alone in the presence of God to find your being in God. Yes, it's very different than loneliness. Yeah. There's a disconnected. It's almost like a lament. You know, a lament is not just a complaining, but it's a complaining to God. It's a prayer. Yeah, yeah. It's prayer. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah,
1: and yeah.
0: so lament is an appropriate way to pray. It's just that you got to take it to God in prayer. You right. You say, why the hell is this happening? Right. I am not enjoying this. This is miserable. Right. But it's taken to God. Yeah. Or Where instead of just turning and. And cynically, like just talking about how horrible things are, right, you know you talked about, I think too, in loneliness uh, you you mentioned this a while back, and I think Jerry referenced it is that we use the wrong term, we talk about social distancing, how we change our gaze mm-hmm. towards our relationships, but really but really, it's physical distancing, we should not be socially disconnected, yes, we should not be socially isolated, yeah, and yeah. we' have to find creative ways to do it, yeah but I think the social distancing terminology is detrimental. I do
1: too. I do too. We're we're finding. I and I found this, uh, particularly when the quarantine started. Like it was the small interactions that really I miss the most. You know, because in some ways, like the 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 dudes that I'm really tight with in my small group or something like that. We're going to figure out how to do that. We're going to figure out how to see each other, even if it's walking around the park or playing golf or whatever. We're going to do that. It was these smaller interactions at that level that I was really missing socially. You know, folks that I would run into normally at a gym or at um, a grocery store that I go to a lot, you know, whatever. You have these kind of ways of being with people that um, that really kind of began to signal to me, oh, this is... Um, there is an isolation, and I have to work now hard at, at not being isolated, but really pushing against that and really um, developing um, strategies around that, I think. So, I think yeah. you have to be
0: intentional, too. Yeah. <clears throat> it's like we do. Yeah. A group of my friends <clears throat> who are preachers in Georgia, we do now. We've actually been more connected through this yeah. than ever. Really? We do this little zappy hour you know, which is a zoom happy hour. Yeah. Uh, And it's, it's fun. I mean, to catch up and we do it more often. Now I used to, would only see them twice a year and we talk on the phone. Well now at least once a week or once every other week we do zappy hour.
1: Yeah. It's good to see their faces laugh
0: with each other and all that kind of stuff.
1: That's great. Yeah.
0: So what do we have on (laughs) current events? What's going on in the world? (laughs) What's going on in the world? so h so h i s d is one of the largest school districts in the country, I think in the right? world, and they sure yeah I'll in the go. world, and they decided to go virtual only starting September eighth, which is today as we're recording this, and their website crashed oh five zero four error. Yeah, 504 error. I don't know what that means, but it is the most common error on the internet. The 504 error. that
1: that That is modern speak for abandoned hope all you who enter. <laughs> yeah, sorry, error.
0: <dude>. It's <laughs> the gates error. of hell right there. Yeah, 504 <laughs> error is the apocalypse on the internet. I don't know what that means, but uh, yeah, I, I, I feel for... You know, I really feel for the teachers yeah. and the parents and the kids and the administrators and the community. I mean, everybody. I mean, yeah. it's just so hard to imagine how difficult it is mm. for us to try to engage in an entirely new way of educating our children when yes. they can't be present in the classroom. Yeah. That's just not it, a small understanding. It's
1: rough. It's rough. You know, I, I, um, I've got to tell you, though, I've been super impressed with SBISD with Spring Branch. And, um, you know, my three kids are involved in, in the system here and just the way that they have, they have both kind of set some kind of big goals about getting kids back, but also being really open to pivot and try new things. And so for the last week, my kids have been online. This is the first week they're going back to, uh, in-person learning, but they'll do that two days a week. And then, you know, based on their uh, last name, um, and I just think it's really, it's really been Good. There's some hope there. Some hope that my children will not be in my house next week.
0: You know, this This actually answers, this This actually may answer uh, a real serious question that I had this morning, that mm. we were doing a Zoom finance committee meeting right? at 7.30, All right. and about eight 20-hour into oh. the meeting, like half the committee, including myself, got kicked out of the Zoom. I bet you're right. And couldn't get back in. I thought it was because my internet went down. That's because HISD was opening today. It was today. HISD.
1: Oh. and every other it was just ISD. Zoom. <laughs> yeah. Can
0: you imagine, I mean, if every classroom in the United States is on Zoom, that's got to be like problematic for Zoom. Well, anyway... I, I hope to get kicked off many more meetings on Zoom that's right. in the coming days, but, well, yeah, it's, but it's what's like, the story this here? This one started
1: uh, because of a gender reveal mm. where someone shot an explosive uh, and then it got out of hand. And this is the second time this has happened in California.
0: You mean this is the second time that a gender reveal yes, that's correct. has started a fire? What do you think about gender reveals, by the way? <laughs> Since we're on this.
1: You're going to throw me under the bus. I I mean, The the
0: wildfires are tragic and they do enormous damage and they're very hard to control.
1: Yeah. I say keep your gender reveal inside. (laughs) I just think like this week, there's still like, we keep saying there's a lot going on. There's a lot to hold, a lot to grieve, a lot to pray. I think that's why spiritual practices... What we're talking about in terms of our orientation towards God's divine presence, we have to keep doing that collectively. It's not going to get easier. Hmm. It's not going to get easier. But also, um, we're here, and the 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 resources we have are going to not only help us get through the desert; they're going to reveal things to us in the midst of the desert that only the desert can reveal. Right.
0: The desert can lead us to creativity. Yep. The desert can lead us to opportunity. Yep. The desert invites us into new ways of living life. Yep. This is where we find ourselves, and this is how you find life in the desert. That's right. It's not just a place for loneliness. And so I go back to that First Kings 19, Elijah felt alone and yes. abandoned, Yes, and yet it was in that space and place that God gave him new purpose, That's new right. vocation, new calling, to go anoint two new kings and a new prophet and that right. follow him even though nothing had changed. Yeah. Ahab and Jezebel are still after him. Yep. He's still in the desert. Yep. Nothing around him in the world had changed, but now he has new energy and passion. And I right. think that's what is available for all of us, that's if we will.
1: Amen. And you know what? I don't trust folks that haven't been through the desert. or can't narrate. a time. Does that make sense? That folks whose like narrative is always left to right and up, and it's just every day with Jesus is sweeter than the day before kind of stuff. I don't trust that because yeah. that doesn't seem to be human to me. It, folks that have spent time in the desert where it feels stripped down, they can't hear God's voice. or wondering where God is. There's something about that that's absolutely necessary for our own uh, human growth and spiritual depth and all those kinds of things. One of the things
0: I, I say a lot to people that is you cannot lead anywhere, you cannot lead anyone anywhere that you have not been mm. or you are not willing to go. Oh. And so if, if you're the kind of person that you want to teach your children, you want to teach your family, you want to be a model for others, if you haven't been to this place, none of us have been to this place, but we got to be willing to journey through this in the right way. Amen. And only then, I think, can we be the husbands and wives and mothers and fathers that we need to be. I think too many people are avoiding what is potentially uh, transformative in this season, mm-hmm. and they're going to lose a lot mm. because of that.
1: That's right.
0: I'm John Stevens. I'm Matt Russell. And this is Pod Have Mercy.